2: West Cork Beard Company, make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Conakility, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online
3: at westcorkbeardcompany.ie
2: Good evening people and welcome to another episode of the Same Old Arsenal Team Talk. I am your host as ever. Mr. Dan Potts, and it is a pleasure to be back. Unfortunately, I wasn't about last week. I've been suffering with a horrendous ear infection, been on antibiotics and all sorts, but I am fully recovered now. Uh, so as uh, thanks for all the messages, by the way, and all the love. Literally got so much love from everybody on the YouTube world and the Twitter world. Asking how I was. The problem is, as soon as you're ill, everybody thinks that you've got COVID. But I did not have it. Was attested. It was negative. I am all fit and healthy now and f- pretty much fully recovered. Uh, good evening to everybody in the chat room. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I hope you're ready for this show. I've got an absolutely blinding set of panellists that have joined me this evening. As ever, my right hand man on the same old Arsenal team talk is Mr Manny Riz from the same from sorry, the same the ass Brothers. How you doing, manny?
0: I am very, very relaxed at the minute, pause, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good tonight, man. How are you?
2: Yeah, man, as I say, much, much better now, man. I was struggling last week. I was not gonna get on. And international football wasn't exactly lifting me. I'm not gonna lie, man. I did miss the uh I did miss the Premier League football side so to have that back is good. But the way we're playing at the moment, which they're gonna come into, doesn't exactly lift me either. But I'm all good, man. Thanks for asking, manny, and pleasure to have you on as always. Also Lovely joining me Kenny. Also joining me this evening is Mr. Kenny. Ken. Ken, it's been a while, man. How you been, bro? It's uh, yeah, you know, I was you know, like I said, it was
1: tops and turvy. I think the lockdowns affected us all. And then we had like the terrible news about um, you know, um Colin you know, Colin Yule you know, heavy D, you know, I think it's not a lot of us for six, you know, people knew yeah. him really well because, um, it's just, it's just like came out of the blue and, you know, it, it was, it was Wednesday was a bad day. And then we lost, um, you know, the greatest footballer that I've seen, um, in my lifetime, um, Deigo Moradona. So it's one of those things, you know, for fans who were part of the Arsenal community, losing Colin was, um, was, a kick, really hard kick, and then losing Diego Maradona, you know, like you I can see why people in Argentina are having three days in the morning because I've never known many national icons, but he's, he's it. He's probably, he's probably bigger than the Pope in Argentina. But I want to sort of tackle you on what you just said about international football. How can you call <laughs> international football boring when Spain put on that exhibition of um, attacking, passing football, beating um, Germany, who, who, were previous world champions in 2014, that is that is worth 10 Premiership matches.
2: Massive turn up, wasn't it, Ken? Massive turn up. I did not expect that, and they absolutely oh, battered them.
1: Spain always had that kind of performance. When you when Spain have got their backs when they when there's a chance of not qualifying for a major tournament, they'll just go there, keep the ball, and once Spain once Spain have got you on the throat, they never let you go. And the thing about Spanish teams. Um, normally. So not so much clinical, but actually pff, it could have been 12 nil. It could have been 12.
2: Yeah, it really could have, man. It really could have. And it was a, a massive shock, massive, massive shock. Listen, boys, we always start with a quick topic to discuss. And in true same old Arsenal, Team Talk fashion, I'm going to start with the mentality of this current crop, of Arsenal players and I want to talk to both Manny and Kenny Ken first because I normally do a little spiel and a little monologue about what I believe and I want to listen to you guys first because there's a lot I think that's wrong with the mentality of this side so without me saying much more about that Manny I'm going to come start with you first what is going on not just with the mentality of Arsenal this season but with this current crop of players that's the key point here I think Manny what do you make of it man?
0: Oh, pots! You've caught me at the perfect time to have this discussion, man. I've situated <laughs> myself in the bathtub with all the amenities around me to just relax and be in peace and serenity to tackle this question. The first question I have to ask back to you, pots, is what mentality? Yeah, what men- what mentality do these players have? Can they dig in? Can they fight? You know, can they secure top four under Emery? Can they beat Chelsea at Baku? All of that. They don't have a winning mentality. A lot of them, like I've said before, and like I said it on Arsenal's Extreme on Wednesday, they are losers. They will not achieve. They don't care about achieving. Losing or drawing against Leeds didn't mean it wasn't, it didn't hurt them. Potts, right? You saw the mm. actions of Aubameyang. You saw the actions of Xhaka. People pulling t- and Tierney away. There is no mentality within these group of players. When it gets hard, they stop running. They stop pressing. They stop doing everything. And they just throw their gloves on the floor. So again, Potts, i got to come back at you and say, what mentality? I don't
2: see it's, a great, it's a great one to come back on me because I totally agree with you. And we have said for many seasons, Kenny, that we don't have leaders on this pitch. And it's a huge issue. It's a huge issue for me because the players that we are currently looking at at this moment in time, Ken, are Kieran Tierney, Bakayu Saka, Martinelli when he comes back, mm. all the youngsters that should be learning off of role models. I don't see many role models out there, Ken. What's your take on the situation at Arsenal in terms of mentality or in Maddie's case, weak mentality? Well, I think
1: it's, it's something that we've been, we've been accused of since um, 2008, that... You know the the, the, the when um, Arsenal should have won the league in two thousand eight, and when we played probably one of the best football I've ever seen, just as good as um, the team the team um, two thousand two, but you know if you look at them, our mentality cost us that title in two thousand eight, and it's not changed since then, and, I've, and yeah. I think I think I think that's one of the problems we have at Arsenal is that we have loads of players who experience. Um, like David Luiz has got experience, William Bosch has got experience, and, you know, Jack is the captain of Switzerland. But with all that experience we have at the football club, it seems like they they can't be proper leaders because they don't see me leading from, lead from the front because they still have that weak mentality, especially in games, and no managers can change that. Um, Arsene Wenger, we accuse Arsene Wenger of that, and then Unai Emery, someone who I've got a lot of respect for, look what happened at Baku. That was that was just like a capitulation, and then we're we now seeing it under um, Mikel as well, where there are sorts of, where it is a sort of capitulation. I think the problem Mikel's got is that people talk about a process at Arsenal, right? And people like me are critical of him and have, and have
2: Oh, Ken, I've lost you, man. Oh, Ken, I've lost you. He will be back, yeah, yeah. I am sure. Hey, you're no, back, you're back, I'm, you're back. I'm back,
1: I never going. No, say, say if uh, Mick Arteta, right, played the youngsters, right, played your Martinelli's, you know, your Smith's Rose, um, your Balligans and everything, and he got the group cropping lunches, and he went up to us, right, I'm going to wait for these lunches to grow. Then you probably think, yeah, this is a process we can look look forward to. But... And then you get some experienced players with the right mentality. I think the problem with Arsenal is that everyone sees Arsenal's easy street. There's no way David Luiz and um, William Bosch would dare do that at Chelsea. Because their mentality is that even if we have have a draw, it's like a funeral in the Chelsea dressing room. Drawing. Not losing, drawing. Peter Cech used to talk about that. And I think it's the whole Arsenal mentality is that we don't want to win no more. But... I think the trouble with Arsenal is that we got we got av- everything. Arsenal's average, average players at the moment. The Bosch is average. The so CEO is average. The um, Edu's average. And unfortunately, what's happening now is that you have got pundits representing Arsenal, people like Ian Wright, you know Laura Woods, you know, and people like um, Mike Keon, They're average. And what's happening is that they're permeating towards the fan base. Because what's happening now is that fans are using words like, "Well, no, no, no one's got a divine right to win football matches," you know. Let's trust the process. But the process started in twenty eighteen, not twenty nineteen, when Mikel took over. So what's happening now is that our standards are really low. So if you if you start really low and your standards are really low, that gives you about two or three years in a job in a, at a big club. This is Arsenal Football Club. And that's the problem. The whole mentality is not the players. It's the whole football club and people represent it. And they're spreading it towards the fans.
2: Yeah. Listen, it, 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 you make bring up some great points, Ken. And I want to touch on one that you brought up from back in 2008. We have seen players be mentioned of late, like the Cesc Fabregas, who came out in an interview last year and said that he was crying when we were losing football games and everybody else would go and have a restaurant meal. We've seen Bellerin come out and say that Alexis Sanchez wanted to win too much Mm. and he understood that that was not going to happen. So this does you're right. This does not start this season. This has been going on for a very long time. My question to you, Manny, is what needs to change? And do you take what Ken said about it going right the way back to most of our Emirates kind of era, I'd say? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. What needs to change? Get rid of the cliques, get rid of the factions, get rid of the sheep. And at the minute, we have more sheep than we have leaders. The men that are supposed to be, you know, taking us forward, the, the men on the front line, they are cowards and they are followers, pots. That's what they are. So at this point in time, I'm not waiting until the you know July and the, you know and then the 2021 transfer window. I want it to start in January. I'm sick of the sight of a lot of these players. Sick of them. The only one who's has shown that he's got any form of mentality is Kieran Tierney. Right? He's mm-hmm. the he's the biggest winner in this in this club at the minute. We have two World Cup winners who are useless. We have a captain who scores goals, but he's lazy. We have a number nine who doesn't want it. We have a Willian who I didn't want anywhere near the football club because he, is a, he represents everything that we've been doing wrong at the Emirates era since two thousand and six. Yet here we are. We're not piling on men. We are bringing in sheep and players who have given us the same sort of problems over the years. So what do you do? Start January. You start to let them go now. Enough of it. It's time men came through the door at Arsenal, but not. It's not this. Not this mess.
2: I could not agree more. Unfortunately for me, I can't see much happening at the moment in January in terms of outgoings. I just don't see it. I think there's a lot of players at this club that are more than happy to sit here for the next six months on the money they're on and then find a new club in the summer. But I do think there'll be something that happens in terms of incomings and there's a lot of rumours about Dominic Sabersley from Salzburg. Mm. There's a lot of rumours about Christian Eriksen even that I heard the other day. There's some rumours about, I've heard, Fabregas on loan. So as much as I don't believe in all those Rumors, Kenny. There's certainly a kind of running theme here that there is potentially room for a attacking or creative midfielder. Do you think in January? Well, the, see, the thing is, going back to your point, you're saying that the,
1: the problem is right is that we've tried everything, right? We've tried bringing players who who have got excellent reputations elsewhere, but there's this mentality they're going to come here and they're going to they're going to be part of this man they're going to think oh God, this is easy street now and that's a and that's a problem with it which and that, until you get rid of the root of the problem then these players can't thrive the problem and you, you look at you look you know what I say is average people at the football club right yeah any other club right these players right at the last year their contracts right with any football club which just gone to them and said mate that's it off you go here's your here's your cash speak to your agent just get out or, what yep. you do is you say to them, Right, you're finished, you train with the kids, get lost. And, manage anyone with that mentality at the football club would do that at Arsenal, which is too nice. How dare Mustafi Staffy um, refuse uh, an extension and say, I'm going to see, see out of my contract? How dare you? How dare Ms. Ozil um, decide to, you know, say, oh, I'm going to sit in my contract and there's nothing you could do about it? Hang on, in. We're not, we're not. We're not not a Wigan, we're Arsenal Football Club. (laughs) No, if we had the big club mentality and we were ruthless enough, this wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? And I think that's the problem with with getting all these players in January and blah, blah. You're talking about Frances Fabregas, you know, maybe having them online and blah, blah. But again, if you're trying to move forward, we're we're, we're, um, getting upset about Chelsea players on the last (laughs) legs of their contracts coming to (laughs) Arsenal on Easy Street. All right, Cesc has prayed for us, but that's 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 the same sort of thing, isn't
2: it? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And, and, you're uh, right, mate.
1: And the same with, uh, you know, um, Ericsson, who, yeah, we, play, we could do it, but again, you know what I mean? We're not going to see the Ericsson under Pot- Pacino that worked, works his uh, nuts off. He's going to come into a dressing room where he's going to be invaded with these people with poor mentality and poor and questionable character.
2: Yeah, I think you make great points. And I think Dominic Shabashly would be a fantastic player, in my opinion, from Salzburg due to the player being on form and having the sort of stats that we be- I believe that we are lacking. He would give us some creativity. He would give us some uh, kind of young, vibrant type of player that I believe that we lack personally in those positions. Does play wide left, but can play number 10, can play in an 8-3 in an and three in midfield. I think he would be a great addition personally. £23 million release clause that apparently, I'm being told, can be paid over a three-year uh, period. That's the sort of deal I think Garst will be more than happy to pay. So I hope somebody like that does come in the door, but the uh- same problem is that we are stuck with this weak mentality with the granite checkers and the Bellerins and the Lacazettes of this world that have been playing at this club for almost four to six years, some of them. I mean, Ozil's been in 87 now. So I look at that situation and think it's time for change. Moving these on in 2021 will be the best thing that could have ever happened to the club. And let's get new players in that are more young and vibrant. We're going to move on to the new uh, game at the weekend. But I just want to touch on what we thought or are currently thinking of what Mikel Arteta is doing. Manny, I'll come to you. The last time we spoke on here was two weeks ago and we said we wanted to see change in the Leeds games. We saw it. We saw change. We saw a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3, whatever you want to call it. And the same old stuff was happening. We had same players not performing. We had lack of creativity, lack of goals, missed chances, can't finish our dinner yet again. What is it that's going wrong at the moment for Mikel Arteta and this current Arsenal side mate?
0: I don't believe he has the players to play. You know the structure that he wants immediately when you have Granite Jacker in midfield. Potts, you know that you're going to be whoever's partnering him is going to have to do free jobs because Jacko is, is basically useless. He put yeah. Joe Willick in the ten in order to have that link between the forwards and the midfield, and that didn't work because all Leeds did was sit somebody on him, and then with. The, Willock didn't have a great game, but what he showed was an ability to run with the ball. Yeah. And what was hilarious to me is that he was going into areas where William should be vacating, and it's Willock telling him to move out of the way. You know? So he's not finding the solutions, Arteta, at the minute. But then when you look at what the solutions are and what they may be, it's either inexperienced or they're not good enough. This squad is not good enough. It is riddled with weak players who are. Technically deficient, uh, they just don't have it. Pots, they don't have it. So the common denominator in, in in you know our failures in the last season or so is the players, is them. They haven't changed. Go back and look at the starting lineup at Baku. Has it really changed? Go back and look at it. Just the starting lineup. No, nobody on the bench. Have a look at it and tell me how how it's changed. And you see why we are where we are. So the first thing, the common denominator, change players. I believe Arteta has a plan, but the execution from these people is awful,
2: Potts. It's awful. No, you're damn right. And I looked at the Baku side and I look at the squad and I think we have still got Mesut Ozil in training. We've still got Socrates. We've still got Kolasinac. We've still got Bellerin. We've still got Lacazette. We've still got Granite Chaka. You know, we have to accept that these players are not good enough. But on Thursday last night, sorry, Kenny, we saw some of the youngsters come through and we saw a different energy in the second half and a different drive going forward. We saw players like hmm. Smith-Rowe getting in front of Balogun and the strikers. I was really impressed with some of them. Should we now try and hope that Arteta moulds some of these youngsters in, potentially maybe even at the weekend? Well, that's the, that's the thing about
1: it is what I was saying earlier. People say, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. And so, like me who's sceptical about the manager's methods and has been critical I would like someone else to have um, got the job prior to him. The problem, the, pro- the thing, the thing with Mick—if he was p- promoting his youngsters and playing these youngsters, I'll, I'll go, I'll go about the business of Kitty mash up. But the—and and that's the problem—is is that one of the things about Mick Arteta's got is doing now. I should, I shouldn't notice his inexperience, but because of what's happened in terms of his methods and in terms of, like team selections as well. I'm noticing experience because what he's doing now is that the things you're mentioning about moulding these youngsters. Not only has he got a situation where we're very like um, we're weak down our right hand side, especially in defensive areas, as we, with, uh, we've we've managed to go from one stream to another. Like we're not on the ball enough, we're not in possession. So players like Pepe are not in a are not putting a, a a position where they can play their best football because we're not on the ball, we're not dominating possession. We also got other issues. One thing that Mikel Arteta's got as well, there's a man management issue as well that is that it's finding its ugly way. And you could see that with these young players as well. He's asking Balligan to sign a new contract. Yet a game where, let's face it, we knew we were going to win. He's he's given them the last 10 minutes. Like it's gone well, he scored his goal, and Smith Rose coming on blah blah blah. But in terms of like progressing them, we've got a very friendly group. In, um, in Europe this is where you where we need to have a look at these players and we have to see can this manager get the best out of these players can he you know to move forward because it's highly likely now that we're going to have to use we're going to use the long event experience we'll have money to spend but who knows what competition we're going to be in are we going to be able to attract these players are we going to have to pay over the odds for these names you're mentioning because you know what the situation is if clubs see how desperate we are they're going to put the prices up. The players have been, okay, I want to live in London, but I ain't going here. I want to, I want to get what Bamian's is getting because I'm not playing the Europa League. So there's all these sort of issues where we need to look and see if Bella Galligan is a player of because you know the way a lot of Arsenal fans are talking about Balogun, you know it could be a Harry Kane. You know how much money um, Spurs are safe from, by having Harry Kane coming through. I mean, I say, I mean he's saving about hundred million pounds, didn't
2: he? Oh, easily
1: easily and hopefully like Ballard can do that but we won't know that until we there, and, and that's the problem Arteta has got the results are going against him in the league you know he's having a situation where he's not sure about certain players so he's playing defensive f- first football these are this is not going to help Arteta because the chief executive has told said that we've got to get in the Champions League or win the Europa League and all this time that Mikel thinks he's got he's mistaken it really is. It doesn't matter what Laura Wood says and what Martin Cow says and what Ian Wright says and all these people in the media like you know, Miss Reddy and everyone, and Karen Carney, doesn't matter. We're in the results business today.
2: Mm, absolutely, man. You're you're spot on there. We do need ma- Champions League football.
1: It doesn't doesn't matter what I say. Well it's not it's not it's not my decision where he goes. I'm telling you that I, I have reservations about his methods and I have reservations about the appointment in the first place. But that's nothing to do with me. I don't make decisions, but someone else will. You know what I mean? And remember, Les it. he's not the head coach. He's the team manager now. So there's a lot of there's accountability as well. You know what I mean? That's what
2: I'm there is, mate. And do you know what? I've I've been I've been asking questions for the last few weeks about Mikel Arteta. And I think I have a right to do that as an Arsenal fan when I'm questioning some of his methods and some of his substitutions and the way that he's treating some of these players. I'm not quite sure what Maitland-Niles has to do to get back into this side, yet Bellerin plays every week. I'm not quite sure why we've not tried Maitland-Niles in midfield. I think that would be a, an option. I'm not sure that Joe Willock has actually been given the treatment that I believe he deserves. But yet we see Willian in the team every week. We see Lacazette up top every week. We see Bellerin. We see Chaka coming in. These players that he seems to have loyalty to are still Arsene Wenger players. Now, I'm going to bring the team up that I think he's going to pick on Sunday. And this is nowhere near the team that I would come close to. But from injuries and through Thursday night, I believe that we're going to see something similar to this. Now, I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to bring this team up so that everybody could see it, because I think it's important. I personally believe he's going to go back to his old ways. I'm not so sure, personally, we are going to see much different to this. And I'm going to read the team out for audio listeners. I think Leno will obviously remain in goal, and our back four will be the same that it was against Leeds. I think Bellerin will be our right back, and I think Tierney will be our left back. I personally believe that we'll have a back two, we'll go four at the back with Gabriel and Holding. Okay, Gabriel left centre back, Rob holding right centre back. Thursday night was interesting. I've heard that El Nenny is still recovering from coronavirus, but is back fit, but I'm not sure that he's going to go straight back into that side. No news on Thomas Party for me yet to know that if he's fit or not, but I believe this game will be one too soon for him. And I hope he's back in time for Spurs. So that leaves the Granit Xhaka's and the Danny Sabayos of this world to both play, and I believe they will do on Sunday. Chaka came off last night, 60 minutes gone, because I believe he's going to be playing on Sunday. I believe personally that Bakayu Saka will play in the hole like Joe Willock did against Leeds. Whether that you want to call that a number 10 or a third in midfield, I personally feel that's the position that Saka will be playing. Now, as long as he's recovered from his dead leg, that he come off at Leeds, because we're told that's not a big injury. I think that front three, unfortunately... That we are going to see is going to be Willian back on the right, Lacazette through the middle, and a Bamiyang on the left. And when I look at that team, I'll come to you first, Manny. I become a little deflated after Thursday night. I see the likes of Reese Nelson, Joe Willock pick it up in the second half. Mate and Nasa thought was great. Obviously, we talked about Smith Rowe and Balogun From what Kenny Ken was touching, I feel like some of those deserve perhaps a start, particularly Reese Nelson on the right hand side. But I don't know if you agree or disagree with that team, Manny. But is that a bit deflating when you look at that lineup?
0: The only thing I had to do, pause, is look at that midfield and I feel like crying. I feel like crying tears of pain, bro. When I see you know the unathleticism, when I see you know the, the retardation of of, of Granit Xhaka still in this side, it bothers me. Pause. Just by looking at that midfield, this team's not good enough. Pods. It's not good enough, and I hope that, like I said, doesn't go. Like I said, that Seta doesn't go with a team like this because this is awful. This is this is awful. Wolves will pick us apart. If you play this team. Just the midfield alone, we're not strong enough in there. We're not cre- We are creating chances, but the front three, first of all, they don't move. They hmm. have no movement about them. They are static. They are lazy. They are slow. And when we do create chances, they fluff them. That's what they do. This team doesn't fill me with any confidence, right? I would have a Reese Nelson start over William because it's time Arteta held some of these players accountable for their crap performances. And William has been trashed. Can't have him in the side. He doesn't do anything. He's a structured player, bro.
2: <laughs> You're the right there, money. You <laughs> weren't me. I have no, no idea what that is. But that right right totally I totally agree yeah. with you, man. I totally yeah, agree man. with you there.
0: William when, and... when as a structure player, Well, You play him when you, mm. you when you're way to uni, uh, United and you want him to do a job in front of Bellerin. You don't put a Pepe in front of a Bellerin because is not going to do anything defensively to help a Bellerin. You know what I mean? So that's mm. what that's in the game that you play a William. You don't play him when you need to go and win a game because he doesn't do anything. A lot mm. of these one three are not doing anything. They are our worst players this season for a reason. Potts. They don't move. They don't give us enough. This to, yeah, this doesn't fill me like with confidence at all, mate.
2: No, you're damn right. Uh, Mister Kevin Campbell is in the house. KC, how you doing? He says all the very best. Dan, good shows always. And respect to the guests, especially Kenny. Ken, thank you very much for Hello, joining Kevin. us.
1: Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> hey, Kevin. By the way, I know you're watching. I mean you as well. I mean you as well. <laughs> <laughs> I left you acts. I like you. I like. I, don't, I don't, But all, all the rest of them, right? you know you're 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 trying to get us to um talk about a process and a process but you know kevin results business and you're not telling the public the truth kevin <laughs>
2: there we go you've been telling not told off there kc by uh, mr kenny ken himself uh <laughs> ken let's come to you quickly before we invite on our walls guests uh what would you do with this side? Because I'm looking at this 11 at the moment and the front three is not filling me with any joy whatsoever. Am I right in saying that Thursday night, Arteta's got some question marks and some solutions that are right in front of him. I looked at Reece Nelson and thought he played really well. He was sharp. Yeah. He looked to me to be deserving a place over Willian. Obviously we've got the, uh, the likes of Balogun and the likes of Smith Rowe. What would you do with his front three, Kenny, now that Pepe is out for three games? Yeah, Pepe's
1: out for three games and, sat the report right oh all right then what, what you do is it you you would Reese Nelson comes in the team but you know you won't play Reese Nelson he's going to play William Bosch because he doesn't trust um, um Reese Nelson but what I'll do <laughs> what I'll do right is that I'll play uh, I'm not a big fan of a in in centre forward but if if you know, say I was a betting man I'll just say right Reese Nelson on the on the on the right-hand side, get Saka forward, forward on the left, and play Bamian in a centre forward, and just get some runners around him. But the problem we've got, we've got right now, is that we're not like Liverpool. Liverpool don't have a creative player, by the way. But what Liverpool, what Liverpool do is that they condense the play. They make sure that they win the midfield battle, and by winning the midfield battle, what they do is they press from the front. So that what happens that enables. Robertson, Alexander-Arnold to bomb forward. When they bomb forward, what happens is that they have Coutinho, pulls out pulls out, says, defenders, come here, follow me here. Defenders follow, that leaves little pockets of space for Mane and Salah, or sometimes Yota. You know, we don't have that sort of players. We, yeah. we do have those sort of players. We don't have that sort of mentality. And that's got to come from the coach as well. He's not, a, he's not being brave now. What, he, what he's doing is he's making us a counter attack inside. So what will happen is that when we beat West Ham and Sheffield United, it was a smashing grab at the Emirates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing with the whatever personnel you play, it's the mentality. Is like, you know, he knows there's a weakness down the right-hand side, our right-hand side. And he knows that pre... I think what's happened, he's been scarred by watching Arsenal teams. You know, the PlayStation goals we used to give away. You know what I mean? We don't yeah, do that no more. We just give away goals in the overload. Like, for instance, teams now nah, no, don't put crosses in because Bellerin, no, sorry, Holding and Gabriel are going to head it out. So, what they do is they play in the floor, little movement, blah, blah. And I think that's where sort of the bridge of the gap. You've got to realise one thing. We are, teams are allowed to attack us. But what we need to do right now is that defending isn't great anyway in this league, there's a lack of goals. Remember, we only scored. Was it nine goals this season? Yeah. Be on a, if we if we if we want to get ourselves in a run of games, win games. Lovely to have clean sheets, but we've got to be on that front foot. We need to have a situation where there has to be where our midfield have to be on on the first press. Get Tierney and in bombing down four. Now Bellerin can't do it. Off you go. Get someone else who can do it. Because yep. right now they're not they 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 are killing our creativity. Bec- well, Bellas is because he he does it occasionally, but he needs to be doing it. Boom, 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 boom. Down that down a left down. Boom, boom. That way you get you make more space for Oba. You make more space for for the front three. Even Lackey plays. That's the f- because what's happened is that Lacquer and Oba don't have to come and get the ball. You get there, condense the space, occupy the force. So you create great spaces. It's simple. I don't understand why, why we've got this straight jacket in tactics with this, with this coach. You know what I mean? Three points for a win. We like it. It's not like the 1980s but 1980 where you've got two points for a win. Three points for a win. Get on the attack. Even you know mean I'm saying I love the good defending.
2: Listen, you're right, Ken, you are right. And at the moment, it does, there's a few people in the chat agreeing that it looks very negative at the moment and scared of losing. I am delighted, however, to be inviting you all to our opposition uh, podcast panellist, Wolves fan, Alex. Alex, how you doing, bro?
3: Yeah, not bad, guys, are you?
2: Yeah, we're good, man. We're good and we're looking forward to Sunday, but I'm not so sure that we should be the way that we've been playing. But is it fair to say, Alex, that going into this game, this is two sides that aren't really scoring three or four goals uh, every week at the moment? Um, I don't know how things have been as a Wolves fan. Um, I don't watch Wolves every week like you. I do watch them all match of the day, but I'm not seeing three or four nil wins at the moment and Wolves have the ability to do that on a good day. So how have things been for uh, you Wolves fans this season?
3: Yeah. No, you're absolutely spot on. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of you've, we've had the euphoria of the last season and and, and the Europa League run and and whatnot and back to back seventh place finishes. Uh, it, I wouldn't say they've hit a wall, but they've just they've just kind of um, you know you're you're talking about that you guys are not creating a lot of chances. You, you're defensively really strong, but it's going the other way. You're having issues. we exactly the same um, defensively. We've looked apart from getting absolutely smashed at west ham when when everybody had a bad day and and they shipped four and they were all over the place um apart from that they've looked defensively pretty sound um but it's going it's going forwards they i'll give them credit where it's due there's been some games lately um southampton in midweek they drew 1-1 they created a fair few chances in that game but they kept missing them um other games however it's either been a similar story where they're they're creating half chances and you think that'd be a good goal if it goes in, but you're kind of hoping rather than expecting them to score, or they're not creating a, a lot. Some of the some of the forwards, you know, Jimenez gives you a lot, but if he's not at it, you do kind of worry now where the goals are going to come from. And um, given they, they sold Doherty last summer and and sold Jota to Liverpool, our second and third highest scorers last season, sold them both and haven't really replaced them.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I mean, listen, I I thought that was the signing of the season for Liverpool. I really did. I think he suited their style. I think Diogo Jota is a player that Klopp will get the best out of. And it looks to have just settled in like he's been there for three seasons and continued his good form. But what I will say about Wolves is you've got a manager who seems to know how to organise. And you've never been a team that's lost, you know, six or sevens. You know, you've always been a team that's been hard to beat. And is it fair to say, Alex, coming to the Emirates over the last couple of seasons... It's been okay for you boys. You've not really been played off the park. Uh, we've not spanked four or five past you. I think last season was a draw, if I remember, and the season before that, I believe you beat us. So, are you confident going into this game on Sunday?
3: Yeah, I mean they're very much now. I mean, I remember you know when we've been promoted in the past, and, and you go to places like the Emirates or Old Trafford, and you go expecting to lose. You know, you don't you don't think you're going to get anything out of the game. It's, it's a good day out if you get something. It's a bonus, and you just don't want to get hammered. I think since we since we've been promoted two seasons now this time, we don't go anywhere fearing beat getting beat. You know, we might lose. We we might well get turned over. But it's very rare we go anywhere and we think, right, we're gonna get played off the park today. We can't give these a game. Even even going to Anfield or Trafford, the Emirates, the Etihad now. You know, we've we've shown in the last two years that we can perform at this level. Um and so and so I think they will go, you know, despite their own hit and miss form and struggles for goals, they will go and they will they will go fully with a game plan that they can get a result and they can come home with three points. I don't think, you know, Arsenal, this isn't the Arsenal team of, of you know, 15 years ago or, or even under Arsene Wenger 10 years ago when they were still full of flair and, you know, you scored goals, twos, threes, fours, but you did concede. It's now a very different Arsenal that, that's much more solid, much more functional. And, and I think that's what this game will be. This game will be a game between two functional sides and perhaps it will be one moment of inspiration. And, and I don't think Wolves go there thinking, well, it won't be our day. They'll, they will hope that they have got that that man up front, whether it be Jimenez, Neto, Traore, who on the day can do something to get that winner.
2: Yeah, listen, I think everything you said there is spot on. Um, I want to ask you before I move on to Manny and both Ke- and Kenny Ken, I want to ask you about Arsenal because... I know you're not somebody who probably watches Arsenal every single week, but from what you've seen so far, you say that we're a lot more kind of disciplined in terms of our defending, and we're not quite the same free-flowing football that you've seen under Arsene Wenger. But what have you made of our season start, and what have you made of Mikel Arteta?
3: I'll be honest. um, After the successes of last season, I I did you tip for top four because I thought the progression was there, and I thought they would be. He'd made them defensively so resolute. You know, the FA Cup, the semi-final and the, and the final, I thought that was a perfect building block for him to then really kick on and go forward. Um, but it, just, it just hasn't really happened in that regard. I think defensively, Gabriel's an outstanding signing for me. Um, he, he wins everything in the air. He's decent with the ball as well. He's quick, he's strong, he's aggressive. Uh, him, him and Tierney really shore up that left side. I think that is a a terrific pairing that's going to stand you in good stead for the next five, six years. And, um, and, and around that, you know, party in, in midfield is, it's terrific. I mean, he does everything, anything you want a midfielder to do. Um, but as, as I said, it's that, that functional element. I don't think they've really kicked on in the attack. I don't, I don't think he quite knows what his best attack is at the moment? Um, he knows he knows he's got to get Abamyang in the positions, but it's whether do, do you play him from the left so he's getting into the positions? Does he play up front as the central guy? I don't think it's helped really. But maybe Lacazette has, in the last twelve months, maybe been a little bit off the pace or whatnot. Um, and obviously there's been you've had Pepe on the right, taking him a, a time to really settle in. Williams there now as well. Um, so I think that i think you have to separate it in that defensively he's done an outstanding job built a real backbone and they're really strong it's now can he add on that extra layer at the top to to turn the side back into top four contenders and to get enough goals um can he find that balance
2: Well, may I tell you what, Alex, considering you're not an Arsenal fan, what you've thought there is a lot of sense and you're pretty much spot on with what a lot of us fans are saying at the moment. I really do say that and I'm not joking. What I'm going to do though, before I bring the two boys in, I'm just going to bring up the team that you said that you think it's going to be in terms of walls. I'm going to ask the boys what they think about it and if they're scared of some players because you certainly do have some players here that are going to cause us some serious problems. Um I believe obviously Rupert Tricio will be in goal. A back three of Bolly, Cody, and Kilman. I think Kilman, by the way, has been very good. Then uh, Donker and Nevis in the middle. Uh, full backs of uh, Semedo and is it eight Nori? I'm not quite sure if I'm saying that correctly, but eight yeah, Nori. Eight, um, eight, three, I think eight Nori uh, at the left. And then, of course, you've got a front three of Neto, Jimenez, and Podence, who I think is an outstanding talent, by the way. Uh, Kenny Ken, let's come to you first. This wolf side here. Where are the dangers, and how do we try to keep them quiet, mate?
1: Hello, sorry about that.
2: That's alright, yeah. on, mate.
1: Yeah, I think I think when I look at wolves, when I look at wolves, one of the things that I, I do like about wolves is the is the two players, um, Matino and, um, and Neves, because it's they what they do is they give you control in midfield, and but one of the, the players that's impressed me a lot on. Um, on Monday was Pedet yeah,
3: uh, great
1: player And I think when you look at Pedetz now, he plays in that position that scares me. You know how we're very poor down our right hand side, very. And you know, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? In terms of the little <laughs> overloads, where yeah. we've got where where we've got Bellering, and we've got Rob Holding, who's not a, who's his best position is a left left sided um, center half, not the right sided center half. And you know, like, these guys don't exactly put... These guys, when they put crosses in, it's accurate, but they, they're more than happy to play on the form because, and to kind of um, cancel out um, Gabriel and hold his shrimps. And that worries me, that left-hand side. And, and, you know, so... And, that, and that's where I think the dangers are going to come from. And then, if Wolves, Wolves are struggling, they can always bring on um, Triore as well, you know, to push us back, you know what I mean? But what, I think, I think you know, what I think Wolves are probably going to miss a trick, right? And Alex probably agree with this, right? I just hope you don't. I hope um, Nuno Spirito Santo doesn't play a Traore down the right-hand side with his pace. Because <laughs> if he does, and then there's a little overload, <laughs> overload, we're going to be dead. I just pray, I press play that um, if um, Traore comes on, it's on the right-hand side.
2: I must admit, I was extremely surprised that I have not seen a lot of Adama Troiore. And before I come to Manny, I'm going to touch on that, Alex, because I think this guy has got the potential to be very, 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 very dangerous. And when he does play well, he's unplayable. What's been going on with him and why is he not making uh, many games at the moment?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one because he, he's kind of fallen out of, out of favourite walls at the same time as he's made his breakthrough with the Spain team. Um, he's he's been called up to to their last few squads he's got his first first, I think he's got four or five caps now Um, and he's he's made that breakthrough but he he just I don't think whether there's something going on behind the scenes or or whether he's just not quite doing what Nuno wants him to do Um, he's been out the side pretty much since the start of the season Um, Neto and Pedenza have been preferred Um, that, that was a thing that Kind of carried on from the end of last season that that Traore came to the team and he him and Jimenez struck up this partnership and were doing so well and it kind of knocked Jota's nose out of joint and and when we played severe in the quarter final of Europa League Jota didn't get off the bench uh, because him and him and Traore just didn't quite work and didn't quite mesh together um, in the same lineup with Jimenez. Um, since then, things have, have changed a little bit. Jota's obviously gone. Neto's come in, and he he's done outstandingly well. And Pedenza's has made a little space for himself. And at the moment, they're just the guys being preferred. I think Neto gives him a little bit more uh, overall energy, gives him a bit more defensively. And Pedence is really clever, really sharp, good little movements. Um, I think the the big thing with Traore is he he's absolutely terrific. You've just got to get him the ball to feet so that he can then run with it. He isn't gonna he isn't gonna go and and run past people to get onto a loose ball or to get on a through ball. That's the that's the real big thing missing from his game. He just he just doesn't quite have that knack. Um, but as Kenny says, you give him the ball to his feet and let him just run. It's so difficult to stop. You you've you've just got to foul him because there's, there's no other way. You've got to get two or three men round him or or you've just got to foul him.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Manny, before I come to you, there is always a Spurs fan in the chat. There is always a Tottenham fan. Are you guys looking forward to the North London derby? And do you honestly think you have a chance of winning? We Spurs are a different animal this year. Well, the Irish you listen. You are going to tune in next Friday because we have got an Arsenal Spurs North Bank, uh North London derby, sorry, special. So tune in then. And we will see you there. But thanks for watching an Arsenal podcast; <laughs> much appreciated. Uh, Manny Wolves, back to Wolves. How do we take three points here, bro? Because this is a side that I've always had a lot of respect for. Certainly since they've been in the Premier League. All oh,
0: well, right, I'm going to start by replying to that Spurs fan for,
2: the <laughs> <really>. <laughs> for you, mate.
0: Of course, you knew I was going to man. They say the same things every year. Spurs are a different animal. This is our year. This, this, this fan base has the biggest memory loss I've ever seen in my life, man. They <laughs> never seem to remember that this is always the same conversations that they have every year. This is our year, and then they're going to end up with nothing yet again. So anyway, move, moving moving on from you know from that. How we win that game is you score early. You make wolves come out of their shell. You know. You know, they're gonna be playing in a deep block, ready to, to pounce and, and then get on the counter-attack. So you get players in there that are able to break down those structures, break down those deep blocks, and those are runners. And that that that's not a midfield of Xhaka and Sabios because they will lose that midfield battle. They lost their against Leeds, you know, just by being unathletic and just with their unwillingness to run and to get in there and to get stuck in. Even though I believe Sabios had a good game, he still gave the ball away a few times. You know, he wasn't great. So you score early against wolves, you get them coming out of their shell, and you pick them apart. Do I believe we're gonna do that? I, I I think the prediction are coming next, right, Potts? So yeah, they are, yeah. We'll discuss that then, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, Ken, um likewise, same question, really. Um, how are we gonna get three points? Do you believe that Manny's right in terms of trying to sneak that early goal and let the Le- wolves come at us?
1: Oh, you know, Manny was spot on because you know, like, I think what I think what Manny left out is that if teams, if we, for us to win a football match, we got to score the first goal, because we we, we because what happens is that once we score the first goal, that's when we're at our kind of our best, where there's just no room to get through. You saw the game against Man United when we got the first goal against May United, there was nothing. You know what I mean? They made they made their own mistakes where um, you know Rashford and um, Greenwood came. Is sort of um, being an athlete, They came and try and get the ball and try and run at us. Big mistake. And that's where we, where you're right. We may have some chance in the, in the, maybe the first ten minutes. To score them, and that's where we've been really angry of um, Lacazette because when he does get those chances, you know he gets some good positions, puts it over the bar, the keeper makes a save. He shouldn't say. and then what will happen? Boom, boom, boom. Down the other end. Boom, goal. First goal. And then we've got we've got to change our game plan because we're not comfortable with um, being on that front foot since it, because apparently you know everyone thought it was a great idea to play that sort of um, counter attacking football because it worked in the cup final, it worked in the semi final at City, and worked in the Community Shield. That that is that is where we're gonna where the game's gonna be won or lost. Wolves we'll sc- score the first goal. We're gonna struggle. We really need to be on be on our A game when the chances come. There will be chances, because Kieran Tenney's got a good cross for the ball, you know, blah, blah. You know, we play Reeves Nelson, he gets in these great little areas. You know, Aubameyang's got to be at his sharpest, really got to be at his sharpest. We need him to put get, those, um, get his mojo back, because right now, he seems to be our best source of goals this season, because once again, goals are not coming from other areas of the pitch, and they're not even from him.
2: It is a massive, massive worry and a great point that when a Bamiyang does not score, neither does anybody else. Um, Alex, I'm going to come to you because I want to ask you this. There's a lot of Arsenal fans yet again, and there's no denying me and Manny have been saying for most of this season and last season that we do have the most toxic fan base in the Premier League. But yet again, we're starting to see some of the fans asking for Arteta to go already and get an experience heading. I wanted to ask your opinion on that, because from a Wolves fan's point of view, you obviously have no interest in what happens at Arsenal Football Club. But if you was to put your kind of football head on, does Arteta deserve time here, nine games into a a new season?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he was was appointed, what, last, last December? He's not even had a year in charge yet, fully. Um, won the FA Cup, Community Shield. Yeah, you can you can look at it and say that okay, he he had to be really pragmatic to to get those results and to get those wins. Perhaps you would even argue, okay, he doesn't really want to play football that way. But I mean, that's that's credit to him that he was able to to go against kind of what he really wants to do to get the results in those games. Look, I think. I think it's a process i I think he he turned up and he arrived in a a situation where you know emery had completely lost the ship and and he had to he had to really steady it which he did and then he's had to build and 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 make his mark you know you've spent quite a decent bit of money on 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 the likes of gabriel who is very young for a center half who cost that amount of money but you know as i said earlier he looks worth it um spent money on saliba who we haven't seen yet um He's trying to evolve that team. He's trying to bring through the likes of, you know, Nelson, Saka and Ketia, give them more minutes. I think he definitely deserves time. Um, I think I think you give him this full season, you see how it ends, see what the football ends like. You know, if, if you get to the end of the season and you are finishing eighth and you're not scoring enough goals, then you start questioning it. And then you go into the start of next season, You get he gets those first 10 games and it might improve. If it doesn't, then you then the pressure can start being on. But I think pressure pressure on him now is quite ridiculous. He he's from the outside looking in, he's the strength at the moment. You know, I, I think I think he's a he's a good tactician. He's a good man manager. You go into games and I, I now look at Arsenal like when you went to, when you went to Old Trafford the other week and got a win. I go into games and I think him I'd pick him against Solskjaer and I'm going, yeah, you give the managerial edge to Arteta. He's a better manager. I think I think a lot of weeks you would give him that managerial edge. and this is this is after less than a year. You'd give him that edge, one v one against an opposition manager. but maybe the team isn't quite as good um, and so and so it falls down on what he's trying to achieve. Um, that's that's just my opinion, and but I would personally think he's he's doing a job, and i I think you stick with him because he he's putting a foundation in and you have to believe that the attack will improve and will get better.
2: Very, very wise words, Um, I must admit, Alex, and thank you for that. Manny, let's come to you. Um, One Wolves player that you would like to see from their squad in this current Arsenal team, who would you pick and why?
0: Oh... That is a tough one. That is a tough one. I would I would take a few, but I like Pedro Neto myself. You know, okay. I think he's a good. I think he's a good little player that would develop. You know, into something special, and I think that I think he would improve us in our front three for sure. So I'd say Pedro Pedro Neto. And to go back to Alex's point, quickly about our tetor, Yeah, sure. Remember, these are fundamentally flawed players. Remember, they can't do the things that you asked them. And remember, they have it in them to down tools. They've done it with Emery and they are starting to do it again with Arteta. There is nothing wrong with constructively criticizing Arteta for what he is and what he is not doing. There's no there's no problem with that because as fans, we should. But screaming Arteta out after 10, 11 months, that to me is idiotic. And We need to move on from that nonsense, mate. But yeah, Pedro Neto, bro.
2: I think that's a wise choice, Kenny. Same question to you: If you could pick any Wolves player to put into this Arsenal side to improve it, then who would you go with and why, Ken? Connor Cody. Good shot, Connor Cody.
1: Um, what's happening is that I've never seen anyone, you know, a footballer who can actually organise a defence. Yeah, you know, this, this is, this is, this is when I used to watch um, Adams play. He, he was an organiser. He told people where to go. And he, and, he, and he he wasn't just by shouting, but he samples well. John Terry as well. When I see when I, when I saw Wolves on Monday, I thought, you know what? I just noticed Conor Kobe out playing. Because there were certain times when Sir Anson were getting in these areas where they're getting at your back four, you know, getting behind. You know, Walcott was making those runs. You know, what's happening is that, you know, your back three is getting dragged out of position. I thought that wasn't happening really Conor Kobe was on the field. Because he'd be saying, "I want you there. I want you there." He smells danger. You know what I mean? He's a very pessimistic. He's like a, a defender should be. He's pessimistic. He thinks the worst is going to happen, and that's why. And I think if we had someone like Conor Cody at the club, I think he'll. I think I'll. I'll say, "Don't give Kieran Tierney the captaincy. Give it to him," because I think he'll be. I think he's exactly what we need. And I, and I can just imagine Conor Cody getting these people by the ear and saying, "Look, do you play for the Arsenal Football Club?" You know not, I'm here to win, I haven't won anything in my career, and I'm at a big club, and I'm going to make the most of it. you know you're either with me or you're out. Maybe like could do a of Cody, sorry, Alex, because <laughs> but you know, you look at Maguire. brilliant player, good defender, smells danger, but is he a kind of cody, and not organizer? I'll leave that to you, Alex.
2: Well, I think nah, Kenny. No, Kenny. Hold,
1: hold on, hold
0: on. I'm, Go no, on, I'm going Go on, to disagree. Man. I'm going to disagree with you, Kenny. Man, Maguire is not well, a Maguire, good footballer. Yeah. I don't Maguire, know, Maguire is a—he <laughs> is a donkey. He is a donkey. You think he's Ma- a donkey? A, he is a donkey, Kenny. Th- it,
1: he he, he, he was—he was a good player for England in the World Cup, and he was at Le- Le- At Leicester, and I think he's still. I think he, he can still be a good defender. He's got all the fundamentals to succeed as a defender. Unfortunately for him, he's, a, he's got a club where the, the pressure is just insurmountable. You know what I
0: mean? No, insurmountable. no, Kenny. He can't play football. Course he can You can't, football. You
1: can't like, play football. Can play he football. can't play
0: I'm football. No, nah, because he's if you see player. what Gabriel does, you will have Gabriel over Maguire any day of the week. Why can't I play it game? Why can't I play the game? I think
1: he's a good player.
0: That's a horrible defensive partner for <laughs> Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Where
1: is it? Someone who That's could horrible. dominate the ball, dominate the ball, and can really, really? You, you, you got to realize you could not put his Man United form as a, as a barometer. Everyone's okay, let's him, okay, for, for let's names. talk about his England form. Let's talk about his England form.
0: Let's, let's talk, talk about his England form. Oh, oh yeah, all you can when talk you about is off. Off. Be, of oh, course, game, he was crap. One
1: game, one game. Kenny got set Maguire is crap. Yeah, where was he? Anyway, where was
0: he making those tackles, Kenny? He's trash. He is a he's terrible footballer. Hey, he is see, in an we era. Got, we got that a doesn't few of them Players like Maddie, him,
1: Maddie. We got a few of them at air club. Let's let's just
0: try. I wouldn't have, have Harry Maguire ahead of some of them. Trust me, that's another like, donkey. Oh, well, oh, <laughs> I would not have. We're, I would not I, have Harry Maguire ahead of David Luiz in my team. Hell no. You know, Alex. That's an accident waiting to happen, man.
1: Alex,
2: you even getting to answer that question? <laughs> 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 Do you know what? I love it though. I love the debate because I'm, I'm, a, I'm with Manny. I'm not a massive fan of Harry Maguire at all, uh, but Kenny makes some points, and it's a good debate. Alex, I want to come with a couple of things there. Uh, there's two questions there really. Would you have Harry Maguire ahead of some of the Arsenal centre halves, Gabriel, for example? Uh, and I want to concentrate after you've answered that quickly on Connor Cody because I believe personally it's really harsh that he has not got enough caps for England because I believe he is one of the best that we have uh, seen in a long time and we are not filled with a lot of talent at the back there. So I'm going to ask you those two questions before I come to an Arsenal player that you'd like to have in the Wolves side, if I may, mate.
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, how do I get this across without getting managed wrath? Maguire uh, <laughs> isn't that bad. He, now, I would never have him over Gabriel. Watching, watching the two. But if he was, if he was your second choice defender, you know, I, I think I, I would have him over Holding. Yep, I think I'd have him over Louise. Um, I think, I think the only one I wouldn't have him over is Gabriel. He'd, he'd be the the choice out of all all the combined Man United Arsenal defenders. Even at this early stage in his Arsenal career, he'd be the one that I would I would choose. Um. As for as for Cody, I think Kenny made a great point. Everything he said about him absolutely spot on. And and the game the other night, it was so noticeable that he wasn't playing. Uh the defence just looked that little bit more shaky without him. There were gaps appearing. Um it was so noticeable. And and the weird thing is that he's he's played in defence now for for the three, three and a bit seasons since Nuno arrived, and before then he'd never really done it. Um, he came to us as a central midfielder, and and if you ever watched him in, in central midfield in the championship, you'd you'd have never pictured him as a Premier League defender, because he, his career wasn't really going anywhere higher than that. Um, it got to the stage the season before we were the, the season before Nuno arrived. He was filling in at right back. Um, he was filling in at right back. Matt Doherty was playing at left back, and we were an absolute mess. Um, <laughs> But but since Nuno came, I you know whatever he saw in him, um, which you know looking back now is the leadership skills, the ability to read a game from the back, the ability to to organise and to get everybody in line with him. Um, he is very much uh, somebody that that players will follow. Uh, Declan Rice gave an, an interview the other day about um, leaders in dressing rooms that have really impressed him. Now that he's West, now that he's wearing the West Ham captain's armband when Noble doesn't play. Like, who do you try and pick pick tips off? And he's only been in a couple of dressing rooms with Cody, but he instantly just said it, said Conor Cody's one of the best leaders I've, I've ever played with, you know. And and I think that is testament to Cody himself. He's really, really kicked on, made himself uh, an integral part of our team, playing free at the back. He drags people in, he, he organises, he talks. He, you know, you, these, these stadiums now with no fans in, he's the voice you hear. He does not shut up for 90 minutes. Um, and he's absolutely been terrific. I think, personally, he's
2: one of your better players and one of your leaders, it's clear to see. But Alex, seeing on a roll, I'm going to ask you before we wrap up with predictions, what Arsenal player you would have in this Wolves side, mate?
3: Um, it's a good one. Because there's a, there's a few that I would take, you know, you take Aubameyang every day of the week. Um through his goals, his belief. I'd take Gabriel, I'd take Tierney. Uh, I think the one that I would take above all others, and I know he's only been there five minutes, but it is party. Yeah. Um, he is just absolutely outstanding. You know, his pedigree is, is there for all to see, but he can he can do everything in that midfield. And he's, he's got the athleticism that we kind of lack a little bit. Um, when when Martino and Neves play together, we lack a little bit of legs, and that's why Dendonck has been been so important and so key. Because there were a few games where he wasn't in the lineup, and and the midfield just couldn't really get around the pitch enough, and they got picked off a little bit. Um, but he's our legs. Party would bring that, but he brings the technical ability as well. Um, so he he would be the one that if I, if I had to pick any Arsenal player right now, he'd be the one that I'd take
2: fair play a great player and one that we really need back and hope to keep fit consistently if you ask me now who I want as a Wolves player I actually wouldn't take uh, either of the lads choices uh, because I am so fed up of Lacazette that I would put Raul Jimenez straight into that side this guy no more excuses for me Lacazette I don't want him to play on Sunday I believe he's going to but this is why I was so happy Balogun uh played and scored on Thursday because we just need something different. If it's not going to be Aubameyang through the middle for whatever reason, it don't seem to be uh, preferred for Arteta, although it was against Leeds and he didn't do that well, then just play someone else. I don't want to see Lacazette. I'd take Raul Jimenez any day of the week and I actually really like the player. I think he's a great, great guy. Uh, okay, predictions. Kenny, Ken, let's come to you first. What is your prediction for Sunday, please?
1: All right, I'm going I'm to sit in the fence here. I'm going to say two one, but I can't. I'm not. I can't, I can't say who two.
2: Oh, Ken! Come on, man! Come you know, on, man! You,
1: you, be brave, you know, Kenny you know, Ken. You know, you, all right, whoever scores the first goal is going to win it. And if it's if it's Wolves, Alex is going to be a very happy man. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a shame that he's in tier three and he can't go out to the pub to enjoy it.
2: Yeah, man, these tears, we are all going to be in tears, i tell you that. Whoever wins football games and it can't be there are always in tears, that's for sure. Okay, 2-1 for yourself. Manny, coming to you, bro, what's the prediction for yourself?
0: See, Kenny is showing that same kind of indecisiveness as Aaron Maguire in (laughs) defence, Both two left feet and no decisions, man. <laughs> oh,
1: I, bet you're not gonna I bet you. I bet. I bet you. I bet you. You fear this game as well. You
0: are... <laughs> I fear every game Arsenal play, man. I, I'm not confident in any game Arsenal play. I'm a realist when it comes to making these predictions, man. So I'm going to go two-one with the, you know, two-one to the boys because we need to win this game. And I was looking at the comments, as, as you know, we were having discussion. Somebody in there said that Özil oh, so was the only choice for captain. Yeah. Stop smoking. (laughs) What's it? Colin Campbell. Yes. to stop smoking wherever it is you're smoking, mate. Enough of that. Yeah. Enough. Two one to the boys.
2: (laughs) Oh my words. I do not want to see that comment. I tell you that. I'm not even going to scroll through and look at it. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with our fan base? Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with my prediction last after Alex. Alex, what do you think is gonna happen on Sunday? What's your prediction, mate?
3: Uh I think a draw. I mean, I think it's a tight one. I I I think I'd take a point as well. I think it'd be a decent result for us to keep things organized.
1: What are you doing, mate? We're not all that, mate. We're we're bad. Seriously, <laughs> we, you, seriously, you're doing yourself disservice.
3: But we really we really don't score enough, though. Like, you know. with do we. <laughs> 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 It's, it's, not like, it's not like, you know, when when Villa turned up at your place and, and they've got goals in them, but they concede. We're, we're the complete opposite end of the scale. We're just so organised. <laughs> I, I, think, I think 1-1, one, one. I just can't, see, can't mm-hmm. see. I can't see one another out and then be happy with it.
2: Fair enough. Um, do you know what? On the back of that, that is a nice segue for me because I've been saying that this is the prediction I feel that I am going to be correct about and have been for a while. Personally, I think this is going to be a nil-nil draw because neither team are scoring loads of goals. Neither team look to me that they're going to leak two two or three goals. So I'm going to go nil-nil. And I can't say that from the Leeds game, I've seen much change in the change of formation of style. We're still fluffing our lines. We're still not creating enough. We are creating chances, but not enough. And when we do create chances, we seem to mess them up. I mean, we've got people in Lacazette's missed so many, or Bamiyang's missing, Saka, who I love, by the way, is missing chances. So we need to start finishing our dinner. Otherwise, we're going to be drawing a lot of games and losing a lot of games. So I'm going to go for a prediction of nil-nil. What well, I hope it isn't quite as boring as that sounds. Let's just say that, it, put it that way. Um, these Sunday night games, as well, boys. I don't know about you 7.15 15 kickoffs on a Sunday. We've lost to Leicester. At Ho- oh dear, it's I can't get football up for it. Man.
0: Yeah, we have to wait all day and watch two donkeys in Chelsea and Tottenham play football before we see our team play. It's a travesty, man. But here's what it is we have to deal with it, man.
2: We do have to deal with him, man. We do have to. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a tough fixture for me. I don't think it's going to be pretty to watch from either side. So yeah, nil-nil prediction from myself. Alex, thank you so, so much for coming on, man. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, really good to hear your insight from not just Wolves' perspective, but also an Arsenal perspective. Always difficult to come on an opposition's podcast, but you've smashed it, man. Thanks very much for coming on.
3: No worries, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Now, morning, welcome. We'll do a reverse fixture in uh, in the next few weeks and uh, get you back on if that's okay with you.
3: Yeah, cool. Look forward
2: Good to it, man. Top man. I've got to come over next and thank my man Kenny Ken. It's been a pleasure for having you back on, man. And there was great debate with you and Manny. I think everyone's enjoyed that, man.
1: Well, I've enjoyed it a lot. I think, man- I think Manny, I think Manny's man- just looked at Man United's form. He's looked at Maguire. He thought, you know, if-, if Maguire was, if Maguire was, if Man United <laughs> paid forty million pounds for Maguire, I think the you know, the rubbish, the thing that called him rubbish and sort a of donkey, I think that, I think he'd probably call him a horse. <laughs> 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 I think there's a price tag that's um, that made many sort of jump up. because what is Kenny no. saying?
0: He is rubbish, Kenny. We're not gonna go over this anymore, man. He's a donkey. We're not doing this. (laughs) Eighty million has nothing to do with it, man. It's pay forty million for him to pay thirty nine point nine million. Too much. Did did you write him?
1: Did you write? Did you write him when he was at Leicester?
0: No, because I see what he is in
1: 2018?
0: Again, this is a player who is an old school player in the modern game. He can't play football. You can't ask Harry Maguire to pick up that ball and run fifty yards. He can't run two yards. As a donkey, Kenny. No. no. Come on. I'm going what, 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 want... what, 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 what do you want defenders
1: to do? What do you actually want them to do? Not be Harry Maguire. <laughs> not be Harry Maguire. So you want them to be Beckenbauer and uh, Mark Lawrence and Alan Hansen. Ain't possible, mate. They won a the million defenders. Those are gone, Kenny.
0: Those days <laughs> are gone. Yeah, you need to man. be able to play football nowadays, man. Harry Maguire can't True. play football. We've
1: got this debate. We've got to do this debate. Like uh, not. I'm gonna let
2: you I'm gonna let you have this debate on us, bros. I'll tell you that now. Uh which hands <laughs> me nicely over to my la- my last panelist, my right hand man. He's here every Friday with me and we love him. Manny, thank you very much, bro. No,
0: thank you, man. If you want to hear more of myself and then you know, Pots arguing, MD and then dear my brothers arguing over there. Our brothers, we do the Our Extreme on Wednesdays. You know, we do our monthly show. I don't know when we're doing our next monthly show. We have the Friday preview show happening right now over on Facebook. So go ahead and support my boys, Gunny, Pots. As always, thank you for having me, man. It's been a blessed one. I need to get out of this tub now, bro. So you guys have yeah, a good man. evening, man.
2: Listen, I'll tell you what, uh, a podcast in the bath is a first. I tell you that, He Absolute top marks for doing that, bro. Hey. Uh, everyone listen, needs to come listen, over. Listen, and listen he is warm. He is warm. And he's chilled. <laughs> well, sort of. Well, we'll talk, uh,
1: we'll talk Harry Maguire.
2: That's it, mate. That's it. Don't <laughs> mention Harry Maguire and you're all good. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks, Nigel, for moderating. Thank you all for watching. Please head over to the Ask Brothers. Watch uh, Scunny on the Friday night preview. Check out Wednesday's show with myself, Manny, Scunny and Max talking about our front four uh, really good podcast. Really worth chatting and uh, and and checking out. So please head over there. And Kenny, we'll get you onto us, bros, and we can do some more debating. Until then, we will see you all next time. Only one thing to say: up the Arsenal, up the Arsenal,
1: go, on, Alex.
3: Sports social podcast network.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place
3: you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah In my dentist's office.